If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. I'd like to confirm my reservation on flight 505 to Orlando. Uh huh. Now, let's go over the arrangements I made to have my mother taken away at the departure gate. <laughs> okay, clearly Dorothy's born neck. Um, hmm. We're not going to do the seasons anymore. Okay, I'm great, because I start doing I a random have no clue what the season trivia. Is. Okay. So you're wrong. It was Sophia. What? Um, technically, maybe a trick one because it was Sophia pretending to be Dorothy on uh, episode 16 <laughs> of season four, I believe. Wow. It was the episode where one of Sophia's friends had died or something, and then Dorothy was in her feelings and wanted to spend all the time with her and took oh, her okay. to Orlando to go to Disney World, and that was getting on her nerves because Sophia just wanted to get on Space Mountain <laughs> and she wanted to look at pictures and slides and shit. So, okay, fine, fine. Technically, tricked you, but. That's it's fine. fine. It's fine. So the trivia question, I don't know what you would win if you get these right. Nothing. I'm not going to win. But I'm going to do them myself because right. the questions online are so easy. Like, what is Sophia's purse made out of? Like, shut up. <laughs> I'm probably not going to get the trivia. In the episode that I just referenced. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sophia stormed out of. The hotel room after Dorothy was getting on her last nerves and went to the bar. In the bar, there was a black gentleman sitting at the piano playing music. Sophia requested yes. to hear a song from him. What oh, song did he sing? I do not know. It's a world of laughter. It's a world of cheap. It's a small world after all? That's the song he sang. Oh, amen! That was a guess! Woo! Total shot in the dark. <laughs> Look at God. <laughs> Is it the same episode where she had to be picked up and put back on the chair? Or am I thinking of a different scene with no, Sophia at a bar? That's completely I'm different. I'm thinking of a different that's one. That's the one where her friend wanted to kill herself. Oh, right. The assisted suicide thing. Yeah. Oh, damn. Golden Girls used to get so deep, man. It did. They it had like really a did. couple of like deep episodes. So great. All right. So you guys at home can help me figure out what uh, will happen. Nobody's going to think of, right. I was going to say, nobody's going to think of questions as good as, as you will. As no, I just want to figure out like if you get them right, you should like get something yeah, or maybe sure. I, should, I do something or. Okay. Yeah. Let's know. have the people, let's crowdsource uh, a reward system. All right. So welcome back to the show, everyone. Um, I am Phyllis Simon. And I am Marseille Martin. I just always want to be her. Oh my God. <laughs> Did you see Yara's um, 
cover on oh Jesus oh her essence cover yes Yes, I just assumed automatically it would be black excellence because look at her like she is just I'm so proud of her I know the grownish I think the season finale is tonight oh my god and Chloe and Hallie just released their album and it's so good it's so good so good it's so good I can't even pick a favorite I'm like wait a minute okay this is very much like the um, different black girl magic Mm -hmm. music I was expecting but then also a little bit of some trap and some hood shit in there as well I just and I, I like them yes I do too. On the show, I like them. Just they're I just like their great. little personalities. Me and Fran saw them in New Orleans last year for Essence, and we're just like, just it was actually a little embarrassing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, I saw them at the VMAs a couple years ago, and went up to them all drunk and like crying about how special they are. So. <laughs> I just, I really love those two, and I love that Beyonce and her company spent their time with them. (laughs) It wasn't like some, here's Chloe and Hallie, and then six months later, here's their album. Like, those girls have grown up and and, and been everywhere. They've been doing a lot of stuff. On some of the songs uh, and performances I've heard, I'd be like... They getting some of that Beyonce flavor in there. I don't know if she'd be sending them little notes and stuff like, hey, girl, like... You know, do it like this, or here's a good run (laughs) for you. I don't know. I don't know if it's Chloe or Hallie, but one of them sounds so much like her. So much like her. It's crazy. I just love it. I love the influence. Yeah. And I don't know if it was at um, the Wearable Art Gala or Mm. what, where they performed recently, and Beyonce was like right up in the front. And she was just like, my babies. Yes. (laughs) My radiant brown beauties. Yes, I did that. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love (laughs) it. You are welcome. So, Black Excellence, besides the folks we've already named, um, first is going to go out to uh, Naomi Wadler, who you may know as the beautiful brown 11-year-old girl who uh, gave a speech at the March for Lives rally this past weekend. Young Naomi. I mean, just if you haven't seen it already, go watch it. I mean, it's, it's girls like that. It's children like that that give me, like, a sense of hope that, you know, generations after our very shitty current one, there will still be people who um, are walking and pushing for change in the right direction. And the fact that they have so much more, like, insight into what is going on than a lot of us uh, before them have had, um, I just feel like they're so prepared to really kick ass. So Naomi gave this amazing speech about, you know, the disproportionate uh, amount of representation when it comes to, like, black girls uh, in the discussion of gun violence and gun control reform and all of that. Um, And people, I mean, she could barely get her speech done because they had to shut her up with cheers (laughs) every time she spoke. Everything she said was just amazing and amazing. She's so young. 11. She's in she, they are children talking about I'll be voting in seven short years bitch. and meant it she didn't with swear passion. but right she yes. was just like and I'll be voting and I'm taking my girls with me we're all ready to go and vote <laughs> I so love what's it. up oh. so she's from Alexandria Virginia the girls are already hoping that so she will become president one day with guns and races <laughs> she's very familiar yeah Um, And, you know, there were other young ladies of color, Maya Middleton, Edna Chavez, that gave really amazing speeches and said dope stuff. So shout out to everybody, all of the students and young people who really went out there to, like, Mm -hmm. enact change and stare dummies right in the face and say, you're stupid. It was it was empowering to see. I actually went down there, um, not... 
not like paying super close attention to where the march was. Of course, it took over like all of Midtown because mm-hmm. it was just so many people out there. But just the sheer numbers, it did kind of make me feel like, ooh, wish this many white people cared about Black Lives Matter. Right. But it's fine. But it's fine. Right. But it's fine. White people, it's fine. I mean, it's not. But it's not. But it is. It's not. That's just you know that is like the plight of Black people, <sighs> especially Black women, because they march at all of those Everything. rallies we and stuff too, and be super. <laughs> Super passionate and right there up there at the front and holding right. hands with the white girls and yes change and then and when then, it is us right. it's us out there by ourselves right. dodging pepper spraying dogs right. and batons and whatever mm. else and then having to deal with the fact that nobody even wants to really listen to what the fuck we have to say right. so in that um in that same vein, thank you for saying that, because also Black Excellence oh, for cool. me is Tiffany Dina Lofton. Tiffany is the national director uh, for the NAACP's Youth and College Division. She was also at the march and gave her own very passionate exchange. <laughs> yes. um, I'm not even sure who exactly was like interviewing her or what, but you can actually go to my Instagram page. Uh, it's just K-I-D-F-U-R-Y, and it's the last thing I posted. I mean... What a concise, Mm -hmm. just succinct... Facts all over the place. Read. It was just, <laughs> it was, and it was like a perfect 60 second, and she went right back to watching Andre Day or whoever the hell was up there performing. Like, it was such a great uh, speech mm-hmm. about this very thing. Right. About the fact that we have been doing this. Of we the have real issues. Exactly. Yeah. We've been talking about all of this stuff, and you're not going to like devalue or ignore all of the things that we've been talking about and marching for, we it has to be included right. in order for anything to happen. Mm-hmm. But And I appreciate the Parkland kids for being like, we know that people are only paying attention because we're white and this is an affluent right. area. And, you know, their Black Lives Matter matters, <laughs> which is something the adults aren't capable of saying. So I appreciate that of the kids, but the kids should not be the ones to save us. That's actually really fucking pathetic. It's really sad. Adults should be the ones backing up what these kids believe in. And the fact that they have to basically rebel against the systems that are supposed to be in place to protect and teach and raise them is just shameful. America. <laughs> it just is fucking shameful. On another Babies note. are out here protesting about gu- oh. anyway, sorry. And it's so clear that <laughs> if they so were to take, if they were to take like in just like the basic, like a basic math quiz, <laughs> right? Alongside most politicians today, it's not gonna work out. I mean, it's not gonna be good. <laughs> embarrassing. Um, I hate you. On another note, uh, Virgil Abloh has been named the new uh, menswear designer for Louis Vuitton. Um, so shout out to him all and right. Ghana. Fancy and, and fancy. All of the money that I guess I'm about to spend on Louis Vuitton. I say, I, what I don't really know or do is high end fashion. So I just want some y'all African prints. Y'all just like tell a me little. a black man is in charge and I'm gonna be like, cool. Yes. <laughs> but I don't know shit past that. I just I'm so excited to see what he's gonna do. Yeah. Me too. I, I don't know anything about him, but Africanized Louis. <laughs> Duffel. All up in the stores, all up in the, the rich section of the mall. <laughs> yes. Um, Come on, some Wakanda luggage. 
And yes, also last on my black excellence, Black Panther is now the highest grossing superhero movie of all time in the U.S. period, surpassing The Avengers in 2012, which made 62, 62, 623 million. I was about to say, that's all? Uh, black Panther has now cleared 631 million domestically and has surpassed a billion Worldwide, yeah, I'm going again this weekend. I mean, why not? I'm, I think I'm going to too. It's fun, first of all. It's just good. It's fun to I go, like it. and the fact that it just means we're going to keep breaking more records. I'm like, uh, absolutely. I knew. This. I mean, I was. I'm not shocked. <laughs> this is going it's to happen. It's so good. I knew it. Ryan Coogler did that. It's just really. He good. really fucking did that. That movie is so good. I'm interested to see what Infinity War is going to do because it's already like doing great in terms of like pre-sales and stuff. It's like the new, the next Avengers movie, but a good chunk of it is also in Wakanda and has Black Panther and Shuri and all this stuff. So I know a lot of people may go just because they just saw Black Panther it's and me. that was the other one, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't know how you're gonna I mean is Shuri in it? Yeah, okay. but I mean not for nearly as much as she was in Black Panther. Right, no, of course it's not. Be but this whole thing. While the white people are on the screen, I guess I will just be paying as little attention as possible, maybe to keep up with the storyline. I don't care. I don't was the Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman That's are all DC. gonna be there? Okay, so okay. All you need to know is that some ball headed Captain America. Yes, that one. Who I'm almost certain is going to die in this one. But uh, yeah, alien nigga coming looking for some stones to put in a glove and beat everybody's ass because he's just bitter. Okay, what's the alien? Oh, Spider Man, the Hulk, and Thor, mm-hmm. and Iron Man, and Luke Cage, and Black Widow. Thanks, Google. <laughs> All right. So, you didn't have to call me out like that. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work life balance can be tough. Okay. If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all in one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas 
hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. This week on Hot Tops, Ready Bottom One. Um, <sighs> oh my God. Speaking of, Lena Waithe is in that movie. She is. And her cover with Variety came out. Yes. <laughs> and the cover image alone had me fucking shook. I saw your emotional tweet. <laughs> First of all, I just really appreciate a black woman, like, not Kardashian makeup, no weave or wigs and all that. Just being herself and being just naturally fine on the cover. But then the photo shoot itself fucked me up. Yeah. The pictures with her and her fiancé, yep. like, on the couch cuddling and stuff, I was like, oh, so... What, there are people who, like, trust each other? What and is this? <laughs> like, you are open with... Like, a real, a real thing that can like, happen? Like, you really experience that emotion with her? What is this? Oh, my God. You're both it, black? It was just so much... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's so real. It is so real. To I just love be them. like, wow, so two black gay women just, like, ugh, whatever. I and just, she's always, like, posting little cute things about her and, like... You know, if she's on, like, promo, she'll be, like, talking about how much she misses her right. and stuff. It's like, like, oh, this is so cute. God, I wish so we had one. You're in love. The niggas, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oh, We'd be I bored after have... <laughs> three Instagram posts. I have such a huge Jesus. crush on her, but that photo shoot was just, first of all, so major. And then... Yeah. And then just kind of made me want to dial back my, like, outright thirst for her. Because I respect people who have, like, a genuine connection. And, and I home. can see that. Right. <laughs> and it's, I would be fooling myself to think that I could come in and disrupt that. Right. <laughs> so I'm just... It's love. It's not love and hip-hop. <laughs> right. It's not love and ask the read at gmail.com. Exactly. Right. It's real. So... <laughs> but I loved it. I just really loved seeing a black queer woman represented like that. So go lean away forever and ever always. And the work ethic is crazy. Yeah, it the is. The bag is secure. Yeah, it is. The rate's going up. All right, so <clears throat> first things first, I just, I'm going to pass it over to a good friend of mine. Uh, okay. Blue Ivy. My fave. Yeah. Um, What's up with my girl? So, Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> She's not that nice with the hive. No, listen, I don't know what. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and assume that this GQ thing, this interview recently mm -hmm. that just came out, happened prior to Top Off. Right. And happened prior to, you know, they interview the girls months in yeah, advance. Yeah, this, this was probably two or three months ago at least. Right. So in a recent interview, uh, Tiffany Haddish once again spoke about her time meeting Beyonce and how some actress at this party was doing the quote mostest 
Um, that is how she talks. <laughs> and she said she bit Beyonce in the face. Beyonce stormed away, went up to Jay-Z. She said that Beyonce was like, Jay, come here, this bitch. <laughs> Mood. <laughs> At some point, she went over to Jay-Z, according to Tiffany, and told him that some random acting half a bitter in the face. And then Tiffany offered to go and beat the actress up. But then Beyonce suggested not to make a scene and that the girl was just high. I don't know. It was very... The bitch don't usually act like that, Tiffany. The bitch is on drugs. Right. That sounds like (laughs) how it probably sounded. (laughs) That took me clear down deep into my soul. The thought of Beyonce being like, girl, don't even trip. She's not even drunk. The bitch is just high, girl. (laughs) She's not like that all the time. I have met this bitch millions of times. She usually not like like this. I love that. So she done sent the whole internet into a frenzy trying to figure out what the fuck she's talking about. Yeah. Who the fuck bit Beyonce? Hashtag who bit Beyonce. It's really a hashtag. It's still happening. It's all over all these different websites. Like everybody is talking. It's like a legit news story at this Donald point. Donald Glover included it in a script that he leaked for the Deadpool animated <laughs> series that they're not doing with FX anymore. I saw that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Like, Beyonce is really the celebrity celebrity. Abs- These niggas never, what a ever, ever comment on anything that has anything to do with other celebrities until it's Beyonce. And then everybody from Chrissy Teigen on down is just like, bitch, who did it? I want names. <laughs> I want photos and I want proof. Like, everybody cares. Everybody is invested. To the point where niggas are getting on Twitter to be like, it wasn't me. Like, Sanaa Lathan had to be mm-hmm. like, no. I didn't do it. Lena Dunham said, even though it sounds like something I would do. It does. It does, girl. You're right. Way to be self-aware. It does sound like something you or Amy Schumer or Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. It sounds like something one of you hoes would do. It really does. I also heard Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) I don't know if she decided to confirm or deny. I don't think it was Gwyneth Paltrow. Just because Um, they've been friends for years. But they're not friends anymore. Oh, I didn't know that. That's what I heard. I didn't know they fell out. I heard that they stopped being friends at some point. Mm. Because, you know, they were I think they were friends through um, Chris Chris Martin. Martin. Oh, well. And Chris Martin and Homegirl are not together anymore, I don't think. They consciously uncoupled. (laughs) That's what she called it on her bougie white woman website. That's right. A conscious uncoupling. (laughs) White people, girl, you got a divorce. I just don't fuck with him. That's enough. Um, so, I mean, mm. here's the thing. What are we supposed to do with this? Uh, obsess over who it might be? Because we already know Beyonce's people are not going to have a comment. They're not going to talk about it. It didn't happen. They're not going to say who did it. And she already <laughs> screamed Tiffany on top of. <laughs> right. And I feel like when the song came out, Beyonce, Beyonce, I feel like Tiffany was like, okay, well, just to be fully honest with you, I did three other interviews where some details more. are going to come out. I just... I'm throughout the year it might happen because if you notice Tiffany has not responded to this publicly in a way that she probably would have before that song come out she's mm-hmm. just been very much like y'all gonna say she knew this was coming she knew she said it in the interview so I'm sure she was just waiting on the day that everything came out so that she could be prepared to ignore y'all driving her crazy with wanting to know who did it well here's what she said on Instagram okay 
She had oh, GQ. No. Side note with like 8 million B emojis. She said, y'all forgot I am in the hive too. And just know this, I will always speak my truth. That's not going to stop. The queen bee kept me from doing something half of you bees would have done no matter what. You're right. That's kind of true. To me, she is a shero and a great person. I have learned so much from her in just a certain amount of time. So no matter what, she has a unicorn that has her back. I love that. Someone else asked, or no, someone tweeted media takeout is saying it was Taraji, and she said, no, it wasn't. Taraji? Why the fuck would Taraji? Okay, it's not Taraji. Like, who? <laughs> <laughs> the rest of these girls, maybe. Christine. But not Taraji. Chrissy Teigen, of course, jumped in um, and said, I cannot leave this planet without knowing who bit Beyonce in the face. <laughs> I can only think of one person so who would dramatic. do this, but I cannot say. But she is the worst. Deep down, you know. Then later, she said... I feel said, like that's Jennifer Lawrence. I feel like she was talking about Lena Dunham. And then Lena Dunham said it wasn't her. I, the Lena, Amy, Jennifer thing. They're like one white woman to me. The three of them. They're just that white girl. <laughs> then Chrissy Teigen came and said, my initial guess was wrong. The real person, I never would have guessed. I've said too much. Mm. I'm never telling. I'm scared. I've said too much. Knowledge is a curse. <laughs> you know how much shit I have said and done to famous people? I had to verify with John it wasn't me. So that makes me wonder if it's not like somebody like Rashida Jones or something crazy. Somebody that nobody would ever think. That normally isn't like that. Right. But they're on drugs. Who just secretly has a coke problem. <laughs> and so Beyonce was like, don't be her ass. I just saw her do a line. It's fine. <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. There's so many actresses. Yeah, there's I don't so know. many. And she could have just said actress as a code word for famous woman. It doesn't even That's necessarily true too. have to be an That's actress. That's true. So too. I don't think there's any way of knowing. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't even, I'm not even going to sit here and like go crazy trying to figure out who it was who did this, mm-hmm. but I'm never going to figure it right. out. You know what I'm saying? And Beyonce's not going to say anything. And Tiffany Haddish at this point knows not to say shit yeah. else. I would hope. And whoever I know, did it is definitely not going to say nothing. I know she got a voicemail from an anonymous. The phone, the phone said, "No caller ID," and it was Blue's voice oh, that said, no. "Sweetie, you know, I've heard great things about you. Um, I heard that you Girls Trip money. was great. Good times. I wasn't allowed to watch it. My mama saw it, said no, and um, you know, Rumi taught her how Amazon Prime and all that other stuff work. Like, you've been here a couple months, and you're like, we're already came out your damn business. So I just have not seen the film. Heard good things about it. Congratulations on your unicorn foolishness. But, sweetheart. I'm going to have to chill. I have been making these dollars long before you and your girls took a trip. And I'm here to let you know <laughs> that this is going to be the last time that you discuss anything going on. In the dynasty. All right? Don't let me have to let the goons out on you. The Paw Patrol out on you. Get hands put on you. Not my nigga Chase. (laughs) Don't do it. I don't know if you're trying to, like, spin this off into some other show. The the tea with Tiffany. Or I put the tea in tea. I don't know what it is that you're trying to do. You don't say anything else. We graciously allowed you to touch the hem of our garments. Don't let us take it back. I like that Blue Ivy does not introduce herself on voicemail. She just knows that you will know who she is. Hey, girl. So, so did you hear her voice? Here's the issue. 
Duh. Yeah, I think Tiffany, you know, has been caught up in the um um experiencing a lot of yes. fame and I'm seeing a lot of crazy shit with people that I've whose faces and names I know and so she's acted probably like how most of us would act if you saw something crazy like a bitch biting Beyonce. <laughs> she's running her mouth about it. But celebrities really don't do that. They witness other celebrities doing insanity all fair, the time. I would. It would be such a daily struggle for me to not do that too. <laughs> not just because, like, I definitely would have never said anything about someone coming up to and flirting with Jay Z, but somebody biting my queen in the face, mm-hmm. I would have been dying. I would have been say, like, I'll beat her ass for do you. Do you know <laughs> the gall? Like, there is a person alive Mm -hmm. who actually had the nerve to place both their upper and lower jaw on this Beyonce's Beyonce's whole face. Oh, it just doesn't make sense. Who would do something like that? I try to think of, like, any uh, actresses that may have died mysteriously in the past couple of weeks or whatever, like, or just went missing, but no one I can think that would be so close to Beyonce or that just does drugs. It's just ridiculous. Like you took your regular pedestrian plebeian ass jaws and really put your teeth on Beyonce's face. Like I'm having such a hard time grasping why you would do something like that. It has to be a drug that takes you out of your mind to where you're performing in in a realm that just doesn't make sense anymore because there's no other reason to do that. But I feel like whoever it is has to be just so scared right now that the rest of us are going to find out. Because it's not going to be good for you if the rest of us... I, I know Chrissy Teigen knows because you know her husband's John Legend, so they, they can get the real answers to these things. But if the rest of us find out, girl... Actually, I know one of y'all knows the answer. I know one of y'all knows the answer. I don't... You know, I have no reason to tell anybody. I mean, ask the reader at gmail.com if I mean, you know for a fact. I have no reason to tell anyone. I don't want that kind of pressure. I don't want any Parkwood smoke. But what I do want to know is who movie I'm not going to see no more. <laughs> right? I just want to know. I just need to know whose show old. I'm not watching, whose Netflix shit I'm not clicking on, whose movies I'm not going to, whose music I'm not downloading. I just need to know... Who it was who felt like she could put her nasty, regular person How teeth on Beyonce's you? face. I just don't get that. It just, it still doesn't make sense. When I first read the story, I was like, this has to, what? You put your mouth on Beyonce? No. The answer is no. It's just a no. So. I mean, I'm sure even Sir and Rumi get their breast milk, like, filtered and, <laughs> you know, they have added vitamins or something. They don't just put teeth to teeth. <laughs> I mean, well, my God. I mean, they don't have teeth yet. No, I'm just kidding. Well, hell, how old are them kids? They might have, like, maybe Shit, just one or two. Shit, we ain't seen them. They might have Nothing a about these children. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know what stage of development Beyonce's kids are at because she will not let us They're probably going to run in track with Olympia. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, God, Olympia is so cute. Isn't she a nugget? She's adorable. And the fact that Serena's like, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I don't care about anything but this baby. Like, when she goes to sleep, I cry because I want her to wake up again. I just want her to be awake <laughs> and play with me. It's so like, cute. you are so She's such cute. a girl. She stands for her, baby. She yes. really does. And it is so cute because Olympia just be sitting there with that little smile like, what's up? Like, hey. Like, hey, girl. I'm here. I'm here. What's up? What's popping? <laughs> and Serena's like, I cried. Yes. For 90 minutes because you were asleep. Because you had a nap. <laughs> <laughs> they are so adorable. I love it. Um, 
All right. Bad news, guys. Amber Rose and 21 Savage are officially over. Okay. <laughs> she went on so Big good. Boy's Neighborhood. And you remember, like, some weeks ago, not so long ago, there, on the Unfollowed episode, they were saying that Amber oh, right. Rose and 21 Savage broke up because she they had unfollowed each other. Pictures. But then she said that they hadn't broken up and that she unfollowed him by accident or whatever. But 21 Savage never followed her back. So it was, like, very clearly, like, something happened with y'all and I never understood why she even like you don't even have to explain yourself you could just unfollow the nigga and then go right back to posting you know about you know push up bras and you know why it's okay to suck a dick or whatever the fuck it is that Amber Rose Sebastian that's what I really want to see Sebastian needs a PBS special (laughs) Sebastian needs a line of flashcards I love it, right? He's just so good. What a little mini genius he is. She went on Big Boy's Neighborhood and said that she loves him and misses him. She thinks about him every day. But to say that I'm single, I can't say that I'm single because in my heart I still love him. And it was this whole woe is me thing about like... I just hopefully we'll get back together and like work it out when you're famous and you're a couple and you have teams and people say all kinds of things and you argue about things normal couples don't argue about. I'm sure all of this is true, but I just kept looking in this interview. I'm looking at this very beautiful woman that could have any penis, Mm -hmm. any vagina, (laughs) any anything from any one of these niggas. Right. And you are talking to me about loving and missing 21 Savage. 21 Savage, who was introduced to vegetables through you. (laughs) Right. Like, what what are you doing? I feel like Amber Rose is too old for this. (laughs) I just feel like she's too old for this. You too old to be like, I can't say I'm single because my heart, my heart, it will go on and it still belongs to young 21. Like, you just sound so dumb talking like that because you're, first of all, you're single if you're not in a relationship or married. You just are single. I mean, that's literally how it works. You might want to say, okay, I don't want to say it or I don't want to talk about it, which is well within your rights to do, but it doesn't make you any less of being that way, regardless if you love him or not. Like you're you're filling out paperwork. There's no box that says, well, my heart is still with that other nigga, so I'm just in a confusing place. (laughs) There is no who is your heart with box. Right. (laughs) So we, we don't, do you just sound like... Childish, <laughs> like young, yeah. And I don't even like mean to 21. like, un- you know, those are those are your feelings, and they are valid feelings, Amber, and you are allowed to feel them. I just would like to remind you that you are like you. <laughs> look at you, Lord. How, like how old is she? Let me She's hold on. Thirty four okay, and twenty one savage is like 25. maybe now. To- oh, is he? Mm-hmm. He's not, not 21, yeah. He was born in 92, though, which grows well, me right 21 on anymore, out. anymore, but, <laughs> but like... God. I guess 23, maybe. No, he's 25, so. Still, you know, young and dumb, and, you know, blasting outcome. Oh, wow. Uh, all right, well, that was that disgusting. Was Thank you so much I'm for so that visual. I mean, she's the one talking about sniffing his, his sweaty right, draws. His balls and, and, and his pubic hair. Nut sex scent. <laughs> 
I just wish I could have a cologne made of the scent of the sweat that collects in his pubic region. Like, well, wait a minute, bitch. Okay. <laughs> okay, girl. The rest of us did not need to know that. You know what, Amber? Your heart will go on. And... I'm gonna be fine. I would really like to see Amber, you know, go full lesbian. Um... On this next go round, like a Mimi thing, like get her a WNBA player and and just flirt. Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. I can see that straps. You know, I want full stud Stay love strapped. for yes. Amber, <laughs> and um, you know, try that out. I, just, I mean, Amber is no right. Has, yeah, she's backed she's around before. Not <laughs> stranger to that, but yeah, you know, have one of these studs. You know, mend your heart and your fences, and um, leave these little very strange looking rat niggas to the wayside and like I just I can't I I don't want to be like insensitive but at the same time I'm just kind of like girl you're Amber Rose like bitch <laughs> you don't have to do this you don't have to act like you don't have to settle for these raggedy ass like bargain basement men you don't have to do this you could just flourish on your own without the extra but you just refuse so I, bitch if I was Amber Rose my god okay it's just not a nigga. I just don't feel like it's a nigga in this world that could press me or have me feeling pressed over anything. Even if I was if, Amber Rose. Even if my little feelings were hurt. You are I'm never, never going to say that out loud the satisfaction on the fucking radio. Of this. I'm never doing that. Going anywhere talking about I don't feel single because my heart belongs to you. Meanwhile, 21 Savage no. is having right. mosh pit sex. <laughs> like at Rolling Loud or whatever. Right, he's not Please. out here talking about how much he miss and love you and his heart still belong to you and all this bullshit. I'm just, I'm over that whole narrative. So. He is surfing down the hills of Zephyr because you introduced him <laughs> to water. <laughs> right, you the one who took him in and turned him into something probably worth fucking and now look at him, he feel like he can do it without you. He's got a meal plan down and he understands what water is. Vitamins and all that. Cardi B has announced that her debut album, Invasion of Privacy, will be released next week on April the 6th. Amen. The cover album, the album cover is on her Instagram page. Um, I mean, I like it, I guess. Yeah, it's cute. It's a cute cover. Um, so, yeah, just about a week. Good for her. Left for... This Cardi B album. I'm interested to see how this is going to sound because I'm not a fan of a full body of Cardi B work yet. Mm-hmm. I can't say that okay. there is a... Didn't like gangsta bitch music. I was thoroughly entertained by the name of the mixtape. <laughs> but no. Okay. That's fine. I'm, I uh, No. And is that the one with the Plies remix? Plies cover? Whoa. I don't recall that. Ran off on a bitch twice. Oh, that's no, a I don't. Song. I don't think that's on the mixtape though. Okay, well, yeah, no. I liked that song, um, but more recently, as of the Bodak Yellow era, <laughs> I've been surprised more and more about whoever is helping Cardi B with these records. So, you know, I'm interested to see if this is going to be like a thing where I'm like, oh wow. I really like this whole thing. I'm interested to, interested to see the features. Mm-hmm. Um, and I already the know it's going to be at least one Offset or Migos in there. Pop I already one. know that. <laughs> I figured he'd be at least on maybe five. Uh, I'm going to need him to not be on all of her songs. Like, some of us were fans Just before one. you found a man. Or none. 
or none. That would be preferable. But I know she just signed with their management company too. So yeah, I was going to bring that up too. It's just not. We're never going to get Which, rid of that. Isn't that like connection. a conflict of interest? I don't think it matters in, in, outside of a legal sense. I mean, I know that there's not like. I'm sure there are like several people managing all of the artists right, underneath right, quality right. control, but it just. Mm-mm. Anyway, they say she's due in July. I mean, it's a way to keep all the money in one spot right where it is. So I suppose that I just I I am constantly wishing for the best for Cardi B. I feel like she has kind of gotten herself into some. I don't know, maybe precarious situations. So, you know, a little bit of sticky, sticky circumstances going on here with Cardi B in some ways. But I do still very much want her to win. I'm hoping the album is good because, I mean, now is the perfect time to release a lot of thought anthems. It's about to start warming up in the city like the rest of the country, finally. So, you know, if she can put out something that's going to carry us through the summer, then, you know, she's she's poised to do it at the exact right time. So I hope whatever she does release is excellent. I don't really care anymore. You know, I think, um, I don't, I I do wish her the best. Um, I'm just not invested. I hope that she does well and makes great decisions and stuff like that. And like I said, I... You know, I'm interested to hear the album. Hopefully, I'll like at least m- most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if I don't like it, I'm certain that it will not be any worse than most rap albums today. Right, that's true. It's not going to be the worst album I've ever heard. I'm sure of that. So, um, so yeah, good luck to her and all that she's planning good on putting luck, out Cardi. Uh, next week. And I am certain that this will mark the beginning of the female rap. I'm releasing all of the stuff because the girls are going to come right around. I know. I can feel in me bones that Nicki <laughs> Minaj <laughs> is just on the cusp. Young just, Nick has been quiet lately. Where is she at? I honestly feel like that young lady is on vacation. Well, good for her. I do. I think that she knows that she's about to go full album, press, market, tour, blah, blah, blah. And she is somewhere so getting resting. some head yeah. until she decides that she's going to drop oh, her album. man, Nikki. <laughs> because there's just so much promotion and anticipation. Not right. even saying anything, being quiet. And as long as you drop a, a, a banger first... Mm-hmm. And I know she's going to be like... And single is what matters. I gave y'all bitches all this time. <laughs> you still ain't do blah, blah, blah. I'm ready to hear it. Oh, you bitches except Cardi. It would be interesting if she had Cardi on her album. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It would be interesting if they Cardi had her other. on her... They hate each other? They don't like each other. Damn. Does it have to be like that? I, it's so obvious, though. It's like it was very cute in the beginning that they were, like, trying to like each other. And I don't know what happened <laughs> okay, along the way or who ruined it. I'm sure niggas had all of their mouth and both of their ears. Had but it's to. so clear to me that they are not fond of one another. Uh, well, that's disappointing to hear. But, you know, there can be more than one. So I just hope we all remember that. Once the music starts coming out, I hope that little Bow Wow remembers that too. Oh no! See, Did no, I ever? <laughs> there's no space for her. <laughs> did I ever put Bow Wow on the sick and shut? I believe you did. Okay, because it just has gotten worse and worse with Bow Wow. Okay, well, if I didn't before, I'm definitely doing it now because he was talking about suicide or, or wishing what? it wasn't alive or something oh on my Instagram. God, what? And Bow Wow loves attention, but I don't play with that kind of thing. Right. So no, I don't play around about that. Um. There are a lot of jokes thrown Bow Wow's way. I mean, it's really easy, but... But I mean, nobody wants him to kill himself, Jesus. I certainly don't 
Mars with the boy to die. Oh, God. But, I mean, here he had, like, a whole rant on Twitter. I don't know if this was today or yesterday. It was sometime this week. And he was going on about how the media hates him. He's bored with life. Tired of niggas talking shit. Always with my name in their mouth. Everybody hates me. I don't give a fuck. And a lot of this was, like, response to people. Because, like, this person says, I'm still trying to figure out why people dislike you. Still a fan. Everybody hate me. I don't give a fuck no more. Damn. Stay up, brother. We still appreciate you and can't wait for your album. No, y'all don't. Well, now listen. Don't get to lying. I mean, he needs... I mean, but nobody's waiting for Bow Wow's album. You can be supported without lying. Why are you so damn depressed? It's anger. It's what y'all turned me into. The media, the bloggers, the people. This is what y'all wanted. I was the red and blue Spider-Man. Now I'm the all-black Spider-Man. I don't get that. What does that mean? Not much. Is there like a a poisonous thing Spider-Man eats and he turns black? You know what? Not far off. It has something to do with the symbiote, I believe, which is like an alien thing. Venom, whatever. Like (laughs) you lost me. Dark Spider-Man. Okay, that's it. So it's not like a Black Panther version of Spider-Man. That was my other. It's like a Spider-Man that was just introduced to like like a really hard drug and then Mm. goes off on a terrible journey. But some comic book person will correct me. I mean. All right, Bowel. I mean, that's where, for me, I had to stop reading. But here's the thing. Shot. Shadra. <laughs> you have placed yourself in so many positions that we cannot help but poke fun at. and Because they're funny. They're when you, funny. When you take pictures off of Google Images, Shot, that's funny. Like, that's, it's... It's a funny thing to do. Um... The people around Bow Wow in his personal life, I'm not even going to, I'm assuming, you know, um, y'all need to, to, to help this young man find someone to speak to. Not y'all. Like a licensed therapist. We have a talk space code. He can do that. I think he needs to sit down with preferably a black woman Maybe with some mammy titties like Iyama. <laughs> and just get all of this out. Cry, whatever. Like, he was famous when he was, like, two and a half on tour with Bow Wow Crip Walking. And I think that he has been trying to, like, keep up with that lifestyle and whatever. Right. And that really takes, like, a psychological toll on a lot of celebrities, mm-hmm. especially when they're so famous, so young. Right. If it is Because a lot of people don't make that transition from child star to adult star. Right. Especially black celebrities. Right. So, so Raven Simone is the only one who first comes to mind. I mean, I think that Raven kind of had like consistent amount of fame and work throughout. I mean, like, that Disney thing life. is huge. Like having that Disney connection is very, very fucking major. But she, like Raven, was acting when she was like two years old, four, five, rap six. Like she never really stopped working, right? You know, no, what I'm saying? she has always done it. But it's just like once kids go through puberty. Yeah, you change. The, the industry has a tendency to be like, okay, we don't know what to do with you no more because you were adorable and short, and now you're like an adult. Like the thing of that was so great about Bow Wow was that he was this little boy mm-hmm. rapping that everybody thought was Snoop's nephew. <laughs> everybody thought that because <laughs> Snoop called everybody Snoop nephew. Snoop called him nephew, right? <laughs> but like black people, we should have we known. didn't know that. We That's like a local thing. But we always call somebody uncle, ain't he nephew, niece? That ain't really that to us. 
Right. I had a whole bunch of fake aunties and uncles, a whole bunch that I would never call anything but any or uncles. So we just kind of accepted it like, oh, of course they are. Um. So, yeah, I mean, pray for this young man. Nobody wants to see you like kill yourself or whatever. I right. mean, we're going to laugh at you when you do goofy stuff. The same way that you laugh at other celebrities when they do goofy stuff. I mean, stuff. right. It's, it's the, most of the laughs, Bow Wow, most of them have been earned. Like there's fully, sometimes you just have fully. to be real with yourself. Like, okay, people are mean. Did I do something goofy? The answer is yes. You've done a lot of goofy things. Not saying you deserve to be like bullied into feeling really bad about yourself or should ever be, you know, feeling like suicide is the answer or anything like that. I certainly don't want anything like that for you. But like you've done some goofy things that niggas are going to laugh at. Things aren't the same as they were in 2003 or whatever when you were first popping. And it's fine. Like you just kind of have to learn and grow and adjust the situation. Again, a a licensed qualified therapist can help so much with things like really this. like it's not a joke I'm not joking They're, at all right, no, therapy like, will change your life it really really can so I, I recommend that and I hope that Shad is feeling better very soon because I would hate to hear of him do, hurting himself and once again this is assuming that he's not already in therapy and is one of these motherfuckers that are just like sitting down I feel like if you're in therapy right you're not going on Twitter rants like this I mean some people go to therapy and come right back out like ah that like, bitch oh, don't know fuck nothing her. right that how stupid it's fun. Think about true. your feelings. Your relationship with your father affected you. Like, like, fuck that. Right. I mean, I don't what know. father? I don't know anything about Bauer, but if he is not sitting and speaking with like a professional therapist, hell, maybe even a full-on psychiatrist, I don't know what you need. I got one. Right. So, I mean, I mean whatever it is you need, like they're just he needs important. To talk to yeah. They're important and they can really help you work through your shit in a healthy way. Because a lot of us just deal in the worst ways. Um, did you watch the Roseanne uh, reboot? I did not because I just could not bring myself to do it. Why was that? I probably, well, because Rose, first of all, Roseanne Barr, the comedian herself, has really flown off the rails. She has just completely dived into the deep end over the past few years. Okay. I thought it was just me. No. No, it's definitely not just you. She's definitely been... Ever since Hillary Clinton lost the Democratic nomination to Barack Obama, I remember this very clearly because Roseanne Barr wrote a whole opinion piece talking about how Barack Obama needed to bow to the woman who had been putting in years and years of community. Oh, I remember it vividly because I was like, who is this white bitch talking about a black man need to bow down to another white woman? Fuck that. And so from that day on, I was looking at her crazy. She wrote a whole piece about how Barack Obama needed to bow down to Hillary Clinton and let Hillary, you know, have this moment or whatever. That's clearly not what happened. And I think ever since then, she has been pissed and has kind of gone off into a whole nother into the MAGA direction instead uh, like her true feelings of like you know just white nationalism and other bullshit so knowing that they were Trump supporters on the show first of all made sense because they were poor white trash when it first aired so Mm. those people are Trump supporters right it makes sense but I don't need that kind of bullshit in my entertainment when I already get it in my news Thanks. I just don't need to hear the stories of Trump supporters. I don't need to know what their lives are like. I don't need to know what their struggles are. I don't care about their economic anxiety or whatever other bullshit they have. I just do not care because the man is a stone cold fucking racist and there's no two ways about it. And if you support him, then you are either also racist or you don't have a problem with his racism. It's one of those two things. And so I just cannot be bothered. So I just chose to not watch it. That's literally, you just said exactly everything. But I heard it was good. I mean, aside from the 
uh, Barack Obama Hillary Clinton. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm about to about. Google it and see which outlet published it because it was so fucking crazy. But I didn't even know anything about Trump until, like, many episodes ago. I don't remember when it was. He had a show, and I remember coming on here and saying that I woke up in the middle of the night in the hotel and Roseanne, like, a marathon was on and how much I loved I the love theme it. song. And I thought Roseanne was so funny and gave it the points. And much like I, this happens every time, I mention a white person I like the very next day. Somebody's like, oh... Lord. Here's how they're terrible. So the very right. next day, someone was like, "Oh, here are all of the times that Roseanne Barr has said that they support Trump." And I'm like, "What?" She said something about a Nazi salute today on Twitter, and then deleted it. Like niggas didn't already take a screenshot. Like she's out of it. But I just found the essay I was talking about. It was published by the Huffington Post on March seventh, two thousand eight, and it opens with Barack Obama bow to the woman and take the vice presidency. Let our country heal, I guess, from the other bush. You will run in eight years and be unstoppable as a visionary world leader. You must pass through this filter first, though. Bow to the woman. And then it just goes on and on with her white woman bullshit. Well, yeah, I heard that... I actually heard, like, mixed things about it, but I heard mostly good things about Mm -hmm. the reboot. Um, I know there's a black grandbaby in there somewhere. I saw that in the trailer, which, you know, furrowed my brows, but... (laughs) DJ's child or something. Although she didn't look biracial, so that made me wonder, is she adopted? I'm assuming one of them adopted her. I don't even want to know because the thought of a black child being raised in a Trump household is too much for me to handle. And I know they're out there. I do. I know it's a lot of y'all out here, black with white family members and have to deal with that bullshit. And it's just too much. It's too much. I don't have to deal with Trump family members. Thank God. They might be a little conservative. Like my uncle just today on Facebook posted a picture of like black men in Harlem in 1940s back when men wasn't afraid to dress like men and I was like oh god here we fucking go but at least this nigga is not voting for Trump like I just feel like there's some things I can handle and some I can't and that's just too much the thought of a black child having to deal with that bullshit So, it says here on Washington Examiner, Donald Trump Jr. congratulates Roseanne Barr for high ratings. Oh, see. Like, they oh, live. No. I'm just, I can't. I'm sorry. Roseanne was funny when it first came out, but everybody already knows how I feel about reboots. Mm-hmm. So, it's not even like I'm just like, and I was never such a Roseanne fan, but I'm just like dying. To, I don't need it. I really was, you know? though. I really loved it. And even now, if I catch a marathon of the old episodes, I do still sit down and watch it guiltily. But I do because I really loved that show i really did so it sucks but i mean i've been watching the office honestly because of your black ass so good i got through the first season very quickly the first season like six episodes or something but diversity day is maybe episode two or three yeah and that fucked me up yeah (laughs) that's one of my favorites too Wow, straight out the gate, yeah. <laughs> that white woman with the Jamaica sign on her face. Angela, that's my her avatar. face when Mindy Kaling slaps the shit out of what's the boss's name? Michael. When she slaps the shit out of Michael for that Indian yes. impression shit. Oh my god! The look on that white girl's face as they're watching Mindy walk away is just like. Are you fucking kidding? Right. I love the show. I yeah. do. I it, for everybody who was like, if you like Parks and Rec, there's no chance you won't like this. You were right. <laughs> so funny. Michael is the worst boss. He's so, like, how has he not? I been would fired? have wanted to quit so many times. <laughs> 
jobs. It's one of those jobs where your boss is such a fucking idiot that you stay because you would never get away with like being as lazy as you are somewhere else. Exactly. But he's such a fucking idiot that you have to deal with his shit. Dwight is hilarious. There's always that one ass kisser ball sucker in the office who mm-hmm. like just <laughs> that and whole gets on everybody else now. Gets on, nobody else likes him. I love that Pam and Jim Jim have this cute little I, it's obviously like an attraction between the two of them. I haven't gotten to the point where I don't know if they act on it yet or not. I'm only It gets episodes. on my nerves. I mean it got on my nerves for like a good portion of the series that I was watching because like I won't say anything. It just it lasted it longer than it needed to. I liked it because it was two sane people right. bonding together over the ridiculousness of And playing pranks on right. people and all of that fun stuff. And then there's Stanley. <laughs> it was me. Stanley is so funny. There was a part where he was, uh, they were doing, Michael was doing performance evaluations. Thank you. <laughs> says on the Stanley like you know congratulations on making out the ghetto or something it must have been so hard coming from where you come from he said something ridiculous like that and Stanley played along with it and then in his interview he was like look it's bonus time I gotta get my fucking money like (laughs) if that means I'm gonna play into his little dumb bullshit stereotypes then I'm gonna do it and I was like has there ever been a realer black man on TV has there ever (laughs) (laughs) it is so it's really it is really funny but it's one of those shows that you can't multitask and watch because yeah. so much of it is in the facial expressions and all that like you really have to be totally focused on the TV when you watch it but it is really good I loved so I'll be watching more of that in the episode where they were <laughs> where they were trying to like get healthcare or something and Dwight was trying to like oh god Dwight cut everybody's <laughs> insurance all the <laughs> and they all fucked around with him about like fake diseases that they had and he he was like, he was you have like, to write down what disease you have. <laughs> he came out the fucking conference room where he realized that the shit was fake. He was like, leprosy? Hot dog fingers. And that scene when Stanley was laughing, it's like one of the few times where you see Stanley laughing. Okay. And he was dying. Ugh. When Michael went to the liquor store and bought like 26 bottles of vodka for the holiday yeah. party, like, is that enough? Like, nigga, what? <laughs> Like those big cheap bottles. They were huge, right? Like, are in like plastic. McCormick's and yes. shit. Like you could have bought three of those and everybody would have been fucked up. The fact that you bought like a couple cases. That show is so funny. It is funny. It is funny. So I'll be watching that on demand instead of Roseanne, unfortunately. A reboot I did watch though was um, The Queen's Court with T.S. Madison. <laughs> Go off T.S. Madison. Look, package it up. Hit the girls. Let them know what time it is. You've got the numbers. You've got the the uh, history. Mm-hmm. Everything is already there. You've got a connection with with Star on Fox. Madison does. You've got a connection with World of Wonder. Uh, Tiffany's got VH1. <laughs> Start pitching to the girls because I will watch it. I right. was crying. Right. I only saw a little bit of her with Tiffany Pollard, but that is just like a match made in heaven. Yes. Tiffany is... Not like the girls you had on the first episode of the reboot. No shade to them in particular, but people who are like maybe trying to keep up a certain face or not wanting to piss people off or whatever are not the best for right. a comedy show. Where you talking about like people? Right. <laughs> it's just like okay, oh, don't want to hurt nobody feeling as a bitch. Like that's fine, but like the rest of us are here to talk some shit. And Tiffany Pollard is perfect for that. She is the queen of the internet. She is queen of memes. Just reality TV royalty. It couldn't. That is 
There's no better idea. And so. her dynamic was so great. And I love that like it's called just... the Supreme Queen's Court. Now. Right. Like, not that little Fifth Circuit district bullshit I was doing before. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So congratulations to them. I hope that shit gets picked up because I was crying. Yeah. I was going to read um, Killer Mike, but... Oh, sis. I'm just going to... Killer Mike, man. I know that he should know better. I know the Killer Mike is not dumb. Mm-hmm. I know, like, a lot of the things that Killer Mike has said, I've been so passionately um, in agreement. Right, right. And even um, when he was thumping for Bernie Sanders, it wasn't totally trash. A lot of it was like, <laughs> uh, what? But even then, it was like, but doing anything with the NRA. I anything don't even... Anything at all with the NRA. And here's the thing, like, I've... I've appreciated those of us who have been like, I've appreciated the sentiment, I will say, that, you know, we have to have somebody who's going to, like, talk to these people and explain to them why they're wrong and blah, blah, blah. Like, I get that. Mm -hmm. But the issue is that they constantly look for us to place us in a position that they can use to exploit and have us looking like the niggas that agree with dumb white shit. (laughs) Which is why the person who was interviewing Killer Mike on NRA TV, which is apparently a thing. Yeah, that's the YouTube channel. (laughs) (laughs) The person who was interviewing him was full nigga. Like... Yeah. They're going off talking about why, you know, they should march for this and blah, 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 and all of this fuck shit that, of course, they used during the same weekend as March for Our Lives. Right. So then Killer Mike had to get on the internet and apologize to all of these kids and talk about how he felt exploited and all this stuff. And on one end, I was like, I understand. But on the (sighs) other end, I'm like, you went and sat down with the NRA. Like, period. And you, that's all you need to know. The NRA, it's just the NRA. Like, I, that nigga that he sat down with, Colian Noir, or however you say it, that's part of my read, so I don't want to get too deep into it. Okay, but cool. I just feel like at the what y'all should know about this is that black people should automatically be fully suspicious of any organization like yes. the NRA reaching out to you to speak on their behalf. Because yes. you should know that what you are signing up to be is a token for some white bullshit. You should just know that. You should just know Killer that. Killer Mike should know that. And yet he still did this dumb shit. And then had to turn around and try to walk it back. Like, listen, niggas is slow to forgive these days. That's true. Niggas is slow to forgive these days. Because we don't have time. The times are too bad. Like, this is really (laughs) fucking bad what we're dealing with. Very. The Trump administration is fine. Trump's hoe got on 60 Minutes. Oh, (laughs) my precious lamb. living room disintegrating nigga into a puddle of cells I was like you are fucking kidding me how is this even happening and motherfuckers are really just like it's not just acting like it's not Trump's like like, I just don't recall any of this okay well when she gets to releasing pictures and videos and shit I bet you'll recall that shit thing after thing after thing after thing after thing constantly that is like this man's a jackass Mm -hmm. And nobody, it's like we just literally have to wait for the highest courts in the land to do something about it because white people are too invested in keeping up their whiteness and all the privileges that come with it to want to get rid of this president. 
It's a lot. It's really a fucking lot. So, I mean, Killer Mike, we just don't. We need all of. We need everybody who is in the public sphere to be very well aware of what they're doing out here. We don't have no time yes. for anybody that might be construed as being pro-Trump or Trump's agenda right. in any fucking way. Arm yourself with sense. Right. Especially because black people have to deal with gun violence in the regular gun violence way that everybody else does and then also in the very racialized specific way where we are targeted for shit like having cell phones in our own backyards. Alton Sterling's killers getting away with it, not even going to be charged. So it's like we, black people have so much to deal with around this issue of gun control or whatever, however you want to frame it. And here go Killer Mike being like, well, I mean, you know, it's guns. Let's all have them. Or whatever the fuck. It's just like, this isn't... We don't have time for this. We don't have time for this. We don't have time for people who are and on the wrong side. in the interview, a lot of it was kind of like, you know, I don't agree with all of what that person said, but this makes some sense. And, you know, y'all don't always agree with this, but it was very much like, let's meet in the middle. I don't want to meet in the middle of the NRA. There is no... Right. The there NRA is no meeting me in the die. middle of assault rifles and the fact that the NRA did Philando Castile the way they did should have been all you needed to know to know the NRA was not something for black people to fuck with because where were they when this licensed gun carrier was killed by the police in his own car where were they when that happened had they been a white man it would have been them and they fucking tiki torches and they and they khaki shorts and they boat shoes (laughs) so Killer Mike, there just is no... I, I'm not even trying to defend him because there is no defense for this. It's this just, is just gross. It was just... It's just gross and wrong, nigga. I cannot believe it. You're going to have to go sit down somewhere and really reevaluate your life if you ever found yourself speaking on behalf of the NRA. It's just gross, girl. Well, that's just about it for Ready Bottom One this week. Um, we'll take a break, and then we're going to come back. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say... I'm okay. When the truth is... I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Okay, so we're back. It's time for our letters. It is. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. Um, of course, our first question this week is for mainly you. It's about The Office. Um, the oh. title says, and the Dundies go to. I did see the Dundee episode. Yes. Very funny. Yes. Um, and so there's some questions here. At what point would you quit working for Michael Scott and Dunder Mifflin? I think after Diversity Day, I would have had to go. Yeah, I think I probably would have quit. <laughs> Wasn't that like episode two? <laughs> right. I probably would have been out the door during that one. Do you have a favorite prank <laughs> or a favorite character? Um. Okay, I think I've said that Stanley is my favorite character. Favorite prank? There's so many. I like the one where they were Jim tricked. Dwight into thinking that it was like Friday or something. Oh yes, when it was really going to be Thursday, right? So he came to work when everybody was gone or some shit like that. (laughs) That one was really funny. And then there was another one where they they may have tricked Dwight and he. Oh, 
They made Dwight think that, like, his computer was alive or something. Oh, I haven't gotten there. I don't remember when. That may have been, like, two or three. Um, What a mess. I don't remember if it was Jim or if it was Pam that was doing it. But one of them was, like, tricking Dwight into thinking that his computer was, like, alive or one of the programs was. Absolutely. was, like, plotting against it. Right. I can totally see him falling for that. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite character because most of them get on my (laughs) nerves. A lot of them are are aggravated. In one way or another. um, But my favorite prank so far has been when uh, Jim and Pam tricked Dwight by uploading his resume to the internet to get him another job. Yeah. And it was like a perfect job because Michael needed to fire somebody to make room in the budget. Uh And it would have been just perfect had he actually taken that job, but he had to be Dwight about it and be all extra like, do you have my my Korean machete training or whatever. Right. It was just so much and and all of that. Um, And then the last question was, what moment made you cringe the most? For me, so far, that has definitely been when when Michael Scott decides to be racist and it just goes on and on past the point of a joke. Like, when he was doing that to Mindy Kaling with the whole, like, Apu bit, I was like, holy... Why won't you shut up? Like, shut up. Up, oh, please stop talking. There's right. a lot of moments where I'm like, oh my God, in this show. Oh my goodness. The the moment for me was I can't even remember the episode because I've been binging, but it was there was an episode where he was up in front of every was it the Dundies? Maybe. He was up in front of like almost everybody from work, like at some sort of event that they were doing or ceremony and embarrassed himself one way or the next. I can't remember what the fuck it was, but I know that that made me cringe a lot. I've got to go back and find out exactly what it was, but there, I just remember there being an episode where he went up and I was like, Michael, 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 <laughs> don't. But he does that all of the time. He does. Anytime, like you said, he says something racist or when he'll say like, Something like sexist, mm-hmm. those are the moments where And it's so blatant and then everybody else is just staring like, <laughs> like how is this real like when the man came in after diversity day and they did all that like tr- sensitivity training had to sign the paperwork and all that he was like you know I'm only here because of you like we both know that I'm right. here because of you and the things you did the fact that your employee slapped you and didn't get fired should let you know that you did something wrong sir. <laughs> that's like, true <laughs> It is a really good show, though. I'm looking forward to catching up on the rest of it. And shout out to everybody who said that they are just now listening to the Golden Girls or just now watching the Golden Girls because of of us. I'm like, what? I can't imagine having never seen the Golden Girls. Jeez. Till 2018. That is just wild to me. So, all right, let's move on. Our first uh, question this week comes from I've been watching Real Housewives of New York marathons lately. So, <laughs> it is... You personally? I have been watching. Oh, okay, yeah, Well, because no. on Bravo, they were showing a marathon of it earlier. So, I just sat, I just started watching. Oh, yeah, watching. no. I'm and it, I got swept up very quickly. <laughs> the white women are crazy. I haven't watched it in a minute, but yeah, New York goes they're off. They're a mess. Like, they're all rich as fuck, but they're all also really crazy. Yeah. So, our first question comes from Luann, <laughs> who says... <laughs> Hackers Linkit Fury, thank you so much for all that. <laughs> if I were, I would never remarry just because I'm never giving up that title. What? I'm always going to be a countess. Like, what? Fuck you. I'm not marrying no nigga who's not a count. Yeah. <laughs> you got me fucked up. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, so Luann says, it's hard here dating as a professional black woman. I'm also a virgin. 
I've done oral before, but no penetration. When it comes to penetration, I fail in that department. I don't even have any successful gyno visits because it seems like I have some anxiety with anything down there. I have no idea why, as I have never experienced any trauma. My last gynecologist had to examine me under under anesthesia since she couldn't insert the speculum without me in tears or in pain. I've had a bad experience with my first boyfriend. He knew I was a virgin and knew that I wanted to wait, but he would pressure me and body shame me whenever we tried to have sex he would say ignorant things like oh you must not be into it because you ain't open for me side note I don't never know what niggas mean when they say that what, what is, does that mean what do you mean nigga like do you mean physically open for you do you mean like emotionally the canal open for you I don't get it this was about four years ago in the meantime I moved to a Sounds new a city traumatic. right and I've but like nigga traumatic yeah <laughs> Like, just the things you have to go through when you start dating, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) It's either go through that or never date. That's true. (laughs) So she says she moved to a new city, and um, I met a cute, educated Southern man on an app. We hit it off, and I managed to keep him around for about three months without (laughs) sharing the fact that I'm a virgin. Impressive. When we finally reached the moment where we were both in my home and in my bed, I wanted to be honest with him. So I said, I just want to let you know that I'm a virgin. And before we go further, I need to know I can trust you, that you won't pressure me or body shame me if we can't get it in tonight, which was something my therapist recommended. Sounds like something a therapist would say. He assured me that I had his trust and I had the best night of my life, oral sex-wise. Okay. Okay. I can't recall a time I've ever felt so open, comfortable, and damn near ready to get it in. I felt like I finally found the right penis that will help me do the deed, but he did not feel the same. He said he was fine with it the night of, but his actions afterwards said the complete opposite. He goes to me for three weeks until I cornered him to talk about why he was being weird. He ended up dumping me for not wanting to deal with quote, the weight of my virginity, unquote. He also mentioned that his ex came back into the picture, so he wanted to pursue that. Then he had the nerve to ask if we could still be friends. Lord. I just want to find someone who's cool with me taking my time. Why is that so hard to find? Why does every guy think that I'm going to be that annoying itch that you can't scratch once I have sex with them? I know how to stay in my lane if this is the case. This is the third guy, my first boyfriend included, who has dumped me for my wholesomeness. What advice can you offer me for dating as a virgin? I just want to find a man who's cool with this and won't disrespect or ghost me when I reveal my virginity. I'm nowhere near ready to settle down with anyone, but I do want to get out there and date. Sincerely, Luann, La Countess. Well, she's 26. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah, no, I didn't catch that at least. Um, Well, you know, Luann, niggas ain't shit. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just started right there. Niggas ain't shit. A lot of niggas are horny toes. Most niggas are horny toes. Yeah. Um, and whatever the weight of your virginity shit means is complete and utter bullshit. Like, you aren't giving it up. And the nigga is thinking either, like, probably two things. Um, I want some and I'm not going to get it from you. And if I do get it from you, then you're probably just going to act all weird and clingy and annoying and whatever the fuck. So I'm just going to go fuck my ex and ruin her life because I know she's going to let me, um, even though we probably broke up because I'm horrible. (laughs) Right. Like him saying that his ex popped back in the picture just means like somebody who's willing to give me some pussy is around. Exactly. So I stopped talking to you because it was just oral and I didn't want to do that. And he doesn't want to be your friend. I mean, you said he <laughs> no, had the nerve to, nice to ask that. you that. So I'm assuming that you kind of 
understand that part already. But the nigga basically, in the, like, wackest way, was just trying to say, like, I want to fuck. Right. And you're not going to let me. And I don't want to sound like a dick, so I'm going to just make a whatever lame, cockamamie-ass excuse. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know where you can find a man who's willing to just sit back and wait for you to be ready for him him to have sex. Never heard of him. But what you can do... (laughs) I really can't. I don't know where you're going to find, unless he's also a virgin. Hey, man, good luck with that. If you can find one of those. What is a straight, black, virgin male over the age of... 25? What is that? Does that exist? Never heard of it. I don't it. think so. I've never heard of it. That <laughs> That's endangered like fuck. Uh, maybe if he's trapped in a bunker. <laughs> but, Come on, unbreakable. Um, you know, I would say just continue to date and take your time. Um, and that dude is out there. Like someone who genuinely likes you and has feelings for you. And I say to like, even women who aren't virgins, like a lot of girls who are, have lost their virginity or whatever, Mm -hmm. take their time before they sleep with guys because, you know, you want to be with someone who you feel like likes you, not just because of that. And maybe it's a newsflash, but there really aren't that many niggas that aren't driven by sexual desire first. So unfortunately it is going to take time, whether you are a virgin or not for you to find a guy that doesn't just want to get into your pants real fast. Even if he does like you and there are a lot of guys that will be super sweet to you and will like you again regardless of whether or not you're a virgin and once they sleep with you then all of a sudden you know they've teleported mm-hmm. to Narnia and nobody can find them they will be so sweet and patient and loving <laughs> I mean like they're gonna sit back and be like oh no girl it's so cool romantic. to wait until you're ready to have sex because they fucking somebody else so they're getting right. in the meantime they're already satisfied so they're, they're waiting, waiting on you. you to be ready right. so I'll also join that number and, and then, then they're all just going and then you're gonna get treated like everybody else the, the whole act is gonna be dropped it's it's rare and it's difficult to find somebody who's going to really wanna pursue a genuine connection with you right. while also not pressing you to exactly. do something you're not ready I feel like that is going to be very difficult to find and the older you get the less likely you are to find it I, mean, <laughs> I that's, don't know what to that's tell that's a you. factor <laughs> because you know most niggas your A's have been out here for a at while at least a decade constantly yeah so you know that's that's something but I think that you have like power for yourself in the situation especially because you're a virgin like you definitely don't want for the first time that you actually let somebody get some at the age of 26 for it to experience that level of fuck niggadom mm-hmm. like you don't it's just it's too late for that you know so when you do actually find the right guy that makes you comfortable that makes you feel like you want to do this that's not pressuring you is not acting crazy or different or distant after you say you're a virgin and you want to take your time he's probably the guy that once you do have sex with him is still gonna fuck with you and be around and really like you and treat you nice because he didn't make you feel like sex was on the menu or needed to be on the menu for you to be around him mm-hmm. and didn't act differently or strange didn't change once he realized that he was gonna have to wait you know right. those are the types of guys that you're gonna want to give your time to you know it may 
don't allow for niggas like whoever the fuck that just that was that just ghosted. Don't allow for that to affect how you feel about yourself or your decision to wait or whatever. Because really, you're kind of like a Brita. You're kind of like a <laughs> you're kind of like a, a filter, and all of the fuck niggas are just so getting real. trapped in there so until real. the right one comes through, and you're like, okay, <laughs> now I don't feel goofy. I mean, just good luck, sis. Because again, it's, it's it. going to be so hard. I would, I would also say talk to your therapist about why virginity is something that you are holding onto so dearly. Because maybe there's something there that you need to work out with your qualified professional. But most importantly, these niggas is not worth your pussy. Just, <laughs> so let me write that down. <laughs> So that's really not even all that relevant. I just got a Harley Quinn journal, too. So that's going to be the first thing I know. Yes! You haven't even opened it yet. These niggas ain't worth... They're not worth your pussy. Your pussy. So even if you do work out, you know, whatever your issues are around (laughs) virginity, they still not worth it, girl. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. So it's like you might as well not even work them out because they still don't... But anyway, you do do what's best for you, sis. Exactly. Let us know how it goes. Our next question comes from Dorinda, who says... I love y'all and your show. You give me so much hashtag Black Boy Joy every week. Don't know what I would do without you. Well, do you want a fancy pen? Oh, yes, bitch. Oh, okay. Come on. Rose Quartz. <laughs> what is a diamond? I was inspired by uh, oh the Crystal God. Gems and by that, Trina. This is so, oh, yes. This is very much a Diamond Princess ink pen. Thank you. I'm going to be very fake bougie with this. Uh-huh. So, Dorinda. Dorinda says... I moved halfway across the country to a new city. I have worked with my company for a few years. And while I don't get paid a lot yet, there is a lot of opportunity. And if you stay here long enough, you will make bank. Our company is typical corporate America full of white, fratty, and basic people. Also, my favorite people keep quitting. So I feel like I'm slowly becoming an isolated island. That reminds me of Pam and Jim. When Jim was like, if you leave this job, I do not know what I will do. Right. (laughs) You can't quit this job. If you only have the person here. The only other person here that I could even remotely relate to. All right. In my last office, there were three black people, and here I am the only one. Oh, my God. That's always rough. Recently, my grandmother passed away. She had cancer, and we knew it was her time, so I flew back to the East Coast to be with her for the last few moments she had. I told my boss what was going on, and my grandmother left us a few days later. About a day after she passed away, my coworker wrote me an email and CC'd other colleagues asking where I was. I told them what happened, and they were very sympathetic, and that was the end. Fast forward today. Over the weekend, my coworker's grandmother passed away. She sent an email blast to everyone, letting them know what happened, which is something I did not do. I know exactly where this is going. When I got to the office on Monday, the coworker who had CC'd me on the original email, asking me where my grandmother or asked me where I was when my grandmother passed away, had sent an email to everyone in the office asking who wanted to chip in to buy flowers for this other girl. To be honest, I'm feeling some kind of way. Nobody thought of doing this for me, and I had a really hard time with my grandmother's passing. I know I didn't email everyone to let them know, but some people did know, specifically the girl organizing the flower donations. I feel bad for my coworker and sent my condolences, but I don't think I want to chip in. My questions are, am I being too petty by not putting in on these flowers? Should I bring up the fact that no one did this for me or should I leave it alone? Should I just get a new job? Ha ha, JK. Ain't nobody get a new job. I need money. (laughs) Ain't nobody mad at you, my nigga. Nobody's mad at that. Would love your thoughts on this, XOXO. Oh, you put confused, but I called you Dorinda, so it's too late. (laughs) All right, Dorinda. So, uh, uh, Doe, I 
Definitely would not be pitching into anything. Um, I right. wouldn't make a point to say anything to anybody. That is something that I probably would, if anybody, I would go and say to my other <laughs> black coworker. But since you don't have one, you have none. You're yeah. black friends, I it's guess. Stanley out here. Yeah. <laughs> And even when that other nigga came <laughs> to work, I think that's I your next there, season. Yeah. I already talked about that on the show, though. Right. Stanley was so like, like nigga, I do not care about that. <laughs> oh, God, um, he's, he bought his wife to the Dundies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just when, uh, when Pam took her drink, I said, oh, my good sis is wasted. Yes. And she just knew that engagement joke was coming, but it was something like best tennis shoes or whatever. I don't yeah. know. Anyway. Um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't pitch in because of exactly what you're saying. Like, I, too, just lost my grandmother. And, you know, me, myself, Kefiri, my grandmother passed away. She had cancer. We knew it was her time. I know this entire thing. I wouldn't say anything. I don't have to be insensitive to you or whatever because I know what you're going through. But the fact that y'all completely overlooked this for me and now all of a sudden you want bells and whistles for this other girl I wish her the best and I hope that she and her family find peace and all of that and that's what they're gonna get, get perhaps a prayer but I'm not pitching and saying anybody went like right. no not at all but I'm not saying anything to anybody either I'm not rocking no boats I already know what time it is you know my grandmother died you know her grandmother died mm-hmm. and you know that y'all are getting flowers of her and that you did not do it for me and if I were to say something then it would be the oh I did not even uh, you didn't, didn't tell us you did not cross you didn't send out an mind. email blast we would have done it we didn't uh, know but I had no idea if they but, wanted to do it for you they would have done it as soon as they found out your grandmother mother passed away regardless of whether you made a big public announcement about it or not it's just so stupid like it's it's just just office bullshit it is office bullshit but that is one of the you know reasons that many black people people of color specifically in office work come into work and they do the stanley which is i just want to do this so that i can go home (laughs) i want as few microaggressions i want as few reminders of racism (laughs) like like, like I just want oh god do you know what I just thought about the basketball game the way Stanley dribbled that ball I had to rewind it eight times (laughs) (laughs) oh shit I almost fell I'm sorry something you said made me think about that (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my gosh, Stanley! Y'all gotta watch The Office. It's um, so funny, and I love how they like the black people who work down in, in um, shipping or whatever. Like Craig Robinson and him, yeah, would like would tell Stanley, no, not tell Stanley, tell Michael that like completely fake words were like hood slang, <laughs> and so he would go around saying like Ishkabim or like oh, who dumps just a random dumb stuff. I love it. Thinking I really that he sounded cool. It. Office I love hilarious. It so much. Um, yeah. Fuck that. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck that and fuck them. I wouldn't be contributing and I wouldn't feel no type of way about it. But I also would not bring it up. I would chalk that up to walking with working with a bunch of fucking white people. Exactly. And Leave it exactly where it is. And they'd be like, Tyrone is just, he's not friendly. Like, at all. Right. He's just so just standoffish. See? And the most important thing when you keep in your job and want to have peace at work is not upsetting white people. Unfortunately. Making, they can upset you. <laughs> right. And you just have to take it. 
every live long day. All the time. And you just got to Every day, all it. day. Right. But the moment you be like, hey, white people, the things you're doing are very upsetting to me. Oh, my gosh. You have to catch up. Because I was just thinking about an episode with Stanley and Michael. <laughs> Where he mm. okay, yeah, no, don't tell me. I'll watch it. Okay. I've been watching it so much over the past few days. So. I mean, most of Michael's employees get him together, but let's just say Stanley really got him together. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. And it was not a wait. Thing. I cannot wait because um, they do be they be gathering <laughs> all the time. And he just wants everybody to like him. So like, I think he's a horrible boss. But he truly cares about the people who work for him. And he just wants all of them to like him. But he's so awful (laughs) at his job. And just like a wretched person in general. Usually reasons people don't like Michael is because something he did or said trying to get them to like him. Yes. Yes. Or be cool or whatever. (laughs) It's just like, you're annoying, bro. (laughs) Or you could just sit over there and be white. And that would also be fine. But but you have your own room with a door that closes. Why do you? You don't even have to be out here. Oh, God. The day they had to make it. The day the firings had to happen. And he just sat in the office all day. Like, what are you? Anyway. So our last question this week comes from Bethany, who says... (laughs) Hey guys, my name is Kabethany. I am a. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this person put a name, but I already named you Bethany. So. Right. I'm a 25 year old college student. I moved to Georgia from Virginia about three years ago. And between working full time, going to school, and being in the military, I have not had a lot of time to make friends. Most of the friendships I have established have been through my job. I became close with one girl in particular. There have been a few incidents over the years of her making racially insensitive comments. She is mixed with Dominican and white. Oh, God. Okay. Which I, which I have, for the most part, tried to brush off because I don't want to seem like the overly aggressive black girl <laughs> and because I didn't want to burn one of the few connections I've made out here. It's but always that. a few weekends ago, that changed. Bless it. We went out in Atlanta for a brunch festival, and I arrived late. She was visibly irritated with me, which I understand because my ass is literally late everywhere. (laughs) I'm glad you could be self-aware about that, girl. (laughs) When your friends are like, really, bitch, do we have to start telling you 45 minutes before we start that you need to be there? God damn it, that's Jay with the movies. You have to literally tell Jay that the movie start time is 30 minutes before when it is because she will not be on time. I just tell people I'm Jamaican. It does, it's not an excuse. Jamaicans have clocks also. Do they? <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> There's never been a party yes, or a gathering do. that my mama ever threw for my family and their Parties friends are and very stuff. different. My mama's... No one shows up to parties on time. Gathering, anything. Films, restaurants, <laughs> anything. My mother's like, oh, dinner is at 5 and dinner starts dinner at 8.30. Dinner's at 7.30. <laughs> So, it's just no. Bethany says, um, so yeah, they were at the brunch festival, which also sounds lit as fuck. Come right. on, Atlanta. What is this? I want to go. We had more than a few mimosas, and by the time it was oh, over, we were both yes. drunk. Yes. We agreed to walk around at a nearby shopping center to sober up until we could drive. She got sober a lot quicker than I did and asked me several times if I was feeling any better. And I answered honestly every time with no. <laughs> A few hours in, she said we should start walking back to the cars in the parking lot where we could sit, and I agreed to that. When we got to the parking lot, though, she walked me to my car, put me in the passenger seat, and said she's leaving to go to dinner somewhere else, and I should sleep it off here. (laughs) 
like a toddler. Like a fucking toddler. Stay right here. Don't move. <laughs> Don't touch nothing in my car. I will be back. Go to sleep. <laughs> this happened to me too. I sat there for probably an hour before I realized that sitting in my car drunk wasn't safe and I started the trip back to Athens, which is an hour away. The next day I realized how pissed I was for her leaving me like that. And when I confronted her about it, she said that I knew I had to drive back home and I shouldn't have gotten as drunk as I did and that she shouldn't be responsible for taking care of me. I haven't spoken to her what? since then. <laughs> so she confronted the friend about leaving her in the car. Uh-huh. And the friend was like, well, listen, girl, you knew you had to drive back to Athens, so I don't know why you got that drunk in the first place, and it's not my job to take care of you. Like, you just shouldn't have got wow. that drunk. Right. Let's see. I haven't spoken to her since then, and at this point, I don't know if I should continue my friendship with her. I realized driving under the influence was something I should not have done, and under any other circumstance, I would not have done it. But at the same time, I feel like as someone she calls her best friend, she should have had the forethought to not leave me in a situation like that. Do you think I have a right to be angry at her? Should I try to save this friendship or tell her about herself or just throw the whole friend away? Thanks, Bethany. Bethany... (laughs) You know, I picked this one because I'm conflicted about it. I feel a little conflicted about it, too. I don't think that you can. Okay, I would definitely talk to her about this regardless of where my desire for the friendship goes or how whatever it is. Right. Um, But I, I because on one end. If you did know that you alone were responsible for driving to Athens or whatever, because you maybe, drive to Atlanta from Athens, right? Then maybe you should not have been so drunk. <laughs> but at the same time, I would I would say to her like I understand that and and that is true. Mm-hmm. But I would want to evaluate our friendship if you were not at the very least like. You know, to just leave you there and be like, figure it out, which you clearly can't figure anything out. You're wasted. Right. You know, like, there couldn't have been an Uber or a Lyft or, like, just come and sleep at my house or something. Like, I have had moments where I've had friends that were so drunk that I had to take care of them. And it is frustrating, but that's what friends do. And I've also had moments where I was so drunk that I frustrated friends that had to take care of me. But that's what friends do. We have all been there. We have all been that friend. (laughs) Oh, God. Maybe we were that friend two weeks ago. (laughs) Maybe you were that friend at If I Were a Rapper. No, it wasn't It wasn't that bad. If I Were a Rapper, the Hennessy was flowing freely backstage. And you were providing most of the refreshments. I did. I did that. Alcoholic and herbal. I did So nobody was mad at you. Nobody was. Nobody's ever mad at me because it's always my week. So Um, it's fine. (laughs) But... Yeah, that's a conversation. I feel like both of y'all kind of fucked up mm-hmm. in in that yeah. situation. I just can't you getting drunk when and 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 forcing people to look after you is a fuck up. But your friends putting you in a position where you could have gotten severely hurt because they just didn't want to take care of you or look after you. Mm-hmm. I feel like is worse. <laughs> Because, like, what if you had gotten hurt? I mean, she was probably thinking, this bitch is going to sit her drunk ass in the passenger seat, maybe sleep it off. Nah. And then wake up later. Right. But see, there's... If I took your keys. 25 is, like, right. Now, if I took your keys, that's something else. But 25 is on the cusp of, like, making good decisions and not. Yeah. (laughs) It's a transitional. It's a very transitional period where you you fuck up frequently, but you learn to do better. Right. So, I feel like... 
what your friends should have if y'all were truly friends and, yes. and y'all should have that conversation about how you feel about one another but what I would have done in that state if I really wanted to go to dinner and my friend was just fucking wasted like that is just go to dinner and decide whether that bitch can sit peacefully in the restaurant with us and eat maybe that's what she needs right or if she's so wasted she needs to lay down you know face down in the back seat of the car so she until can throw up freely or whatever until I'm done here is a bucket right <laughs> right, because, yeah, it's not her job to take care of you. And she's right that if you had to do all that driving, you should not have gotten that drunk. That's true, That's too. true. You should not have, but you did. Yes. And so a real friend is going to figure out how to deal with the situation from there. And then the next day be like, you annoying piece of shit, yes. bitch. I cannot believe I had to leave my good brown bread at Cheesecake Factory because you're a bitch ass. You know how bad I wanted that fucking bread. <laughs> Hell is your goddamn problem. Me and Jada Kia went upstate because they were speaking at a college, Manhattanville. And Jay asked me if I wanted to go. And I was like, oh, girl, I don't know if I can make it. She was like, we're going to stop it. She was like, all the way back. And I was like, I can make it work. <laughs> I know and exactly shit. what cheesecake yes, it is, too. that one that we, we always have gone. go to. Yes. <laughs> Just to go to cheesecake. Just to go to like completely <laughs> anyway so I feel like both of y'all could have handled this better but um, it just needs to be a very honest conversation yeah. between the two of you about like you feel a way she's probably also is like bitch I'm not here to babysit your grown ass like you're grown I'm not here for that so it's something to be talked through but you also said she's made some racially insensitive remarks before so it right. might also be a sign that you just don't need to fuck with this girl no more it sounds like maybe y'all might both be over each other right and that happens mm -hmm. you know but people you, outgrow friendships all the time it does happen all of the time but I prefer to have like a one-on-one -on -one conversation and establish that we've grow outgrown each other so that I can like move on or whatever rather than it, it being like a play play thing and we see each other and we see each other and I don't know if you really looking out for yeah, me no, or what sucks. like that's just dumb that's and it's a waste of time right. no. maybe you can offer an apology for putting her in a position where she was like you know taking care of you because you were fucked up mm -hmm. and she should apologize to you for yeah. putting you in a position where you could have got hurt because she didn't want to deal with you or whatever but if y'all can't meet each other in the middle there and understand then you know that there's nothing to salvage yeah I have so I have like this very close group of friends from college who have seen me at my absolute worst <laughs> my worst like lost my panties in the gay club worst <laughs> <laughs> they have seen me at my worst yeah. but I have also seen them at theirs that's yeah, the thing that's the thing that's, that's how friendship thing. works they took care of me and then at the next time when it was they dumb black asses doing the most took care of then them. I took care that's how it pulling is. over on the side of the highway so your dumb drunk ass can throw up and not in my car this right. is something we do for each other this So, and it was around this same 25 year old age that feels very fuzzy to me now but literally yeah. was not that long ago so I would say uh, yeah y'all should just have a conversation hopefully it works out but if not you know uh to cut your losses and to not get that drunk again when you have to be that responsible for yourself right so, good luck to you if you guys have any questions send yours to ask the read at gmail.com and we will be back if a friend asks how you're doing and you say i'm okay when the truth is i don't want my problems to burden anyone or you say hang it in there because if i ask for help They'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 
Okay, so the read. Hoodie who? The read. I can't do like I'm trying to. I really want to do like a French R. It's so hard. <laughs> that's, that's not Spanish. Well, maybe. I feel like I can do it much more easily when I am speaking French right. than just when somebody's like, do the French R. Right. It's just kind of like a rolling thing, but yeah. not super aggressive like the Spanish one. Uh, I'll figure Louvre. 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 Okay. Le Louvre. Okay. It's just I like just a- don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck. All right. So... I'm actually, um, I've been locking myself in the house and, you know, catching up on TV and behind on all of the things. So I don't really have too much on my mind in terms of reads, so I'm going to pass mine. Okay. This week. Pass the read like we used to. And this comes from T. It is about his Black Panther experience, which was ruined by some jerks, it says on the subject line. This is from about a month ago, but here you go. It says, so the idiot assholes were ruined by Black Panther experience. Fuck you. I don't know who you are or even how many of you there are, but you all fucking suck. This past weekend, I attempted to go and view the magnificence that is Black Panther. I was already uncomfortable because I have not seen a film on opening weekend on purpose since Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince back in 2009. I don't like dealing with annoying superfans, and it's always hard to find seats for the whole group. I just get it. (laughs) Unfortunately, we never made it past the previews. I heard a commotion behind me and saw that people were headed for the emergency exits. Given the prevalence of mass shootings in public spaces, I took Uncle Cedric the Entertainer's advice and got the fuck out of there as well. True. While standing outside in the freezing cold, I saw at least a dozen cop cars on their way to the theater from the freeway, and after hearing people talk of hearing gunshots, we decided it was time to go. As we left the parking lot, we saw even more police and were constantly checking the news for any information on what had just happened. Here's what annoyed the hell out of me. We were under the impression that there was an active shooter in the mall where this theater is located. Later that night, it was determined that no gun was fired in the mall whatsoever, and that the noise people mistook for gunshots was actually metal posts that were knocked over in a scuffle. What? While I am extremely grateful that nobody was seriously injured or shot at, shot at that night, I'm still frustrated at the entire situation. I'm saddened that worrying about getting shot is something people have to think about at movie theaters and other public places because people would rather hold on to their stupid-ass guns than give any shred of thought to the common good. And I'm also really pissed off that I ran for my life and missed the movie over a situation that wasn't even that serious that has already tarnished my experience of the film and any other I might want to catch on the big screen. So to the right-wing gun nuts out there, fuck off and don't come back until you learn some goddamn decency and compassion. And for the jerks who got in a fight at the AMC on Saturday night, I hope all y'all step on a Lego for fucking up my night and scaring the shit out of so many people over whatever personal problem you couldn't get over in that moment. I hope every paper you tell gives you a paper cut in the webbing between your fingers and I hope that whenever any of y'all play the lottery you're off by one number (laughs) sincerely (laughs) that's petty P.S. I still haven't seen the movie but AMC is willing willing to honor the ticket at a later date given the situation so shout out to them amen I was about to say the worst part is AMC not gonna give you a refund I'm glad that they were like you know what Yes, understandable panic. Hopefully by now you've, you've seen, seen it. You've seen it multiple I mean, times. I'm assuming you have. I don't know. If I, I wouldn't be so mad if somebody ruined that first Black Panther viewing experience for me. I wouldn't even be mad if you're just like, I'll wait for the Blu-ray DVD or whatever <laughs> to come out or streaming. Fuck the movies. Because there are like a lot of movies that I was super like hyped to see, really wanted. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually just going to wait for the movie to come out. Because I, I hate 
going to, I've talked about it. Yeah. There have been so many times where I have gone to the theater and it was ruined because of some dummy. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised it didn't happen with Black Panther, honestly. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Me, me too. <laughs> well, a couple of those times I saw Black Panther, I was like, well, you niggas, please. But, At least the first time I went. Right. The first time I went, was, it was perfect. Right. So, you know, I'm very grateful for that. I would have been pissed. There was also a read in here that was about uh, light skin that I may do mm-hmm. next week. Okay. I was going to say, hold on. I don't know if the people can handle all right. that. Right. That's exactly why I didn't do it today. I was like, you know what? I need to actually have my wits all the way about me and tell the girls they need to prepare their britches because this one's going to hurt feelings. Hey, man. But maybe I'll do that one next time. Okay. That's well, it for me. All right. Thank you for that. Um, I only have a couple of quick things to talk about this week. But first, I wanted to talk about something positive. Have you seen the ba- the video of this three-year-old who knows DMX song lyrics? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If you Make me lose this, my mind up in here. I'm about to play it. If you guys haven't seen this, go find her mother's name is Sarah Pelissero. Go find this video on Twitter because this is the cutest shit of my life. She's hilarious. Take me down. She's this little white girl just casually just in the kitchen. Like, what is she doing? Throwing the trash out? So the the best part is that she's clearing what looks to be like her dinner dishes. Okay. So she's throwing the leftover food in the trash and then putting the, the dish in the sink. I think she's, it looks like her mama's Asian. Okay. So, but I see why you thought she was white. Okay. Um, But it is so adorable because apparently at daycare or wherever she goes, somebody black is around this little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming like whatever daycare or Some something. caregiver was like, you know what I need? A little egg right now to hit the spot <laughs> and this baby was and it like it really could be a Mima. this is my fucking song this is the shit I just love the idea of y'all's three year olds singing DMX while they're God, doing I the hope dishes. it was the clean version you know it wasn't the fact that she knows up in here up in here like clearly <laughs> they play that song for make her make me lose my mind and the first time she jammed so hard that they so played like, it a couple play more it all the time because she knows it <laughs> she knows it right so go check out that video if you haven't seen it already it is a, a bright spot in a lot of shitty news <laughs> it did make me smile so what I was talking about earlier with the whole NRA thing is somebody named Kalyan Noir like I said don't really know if that's how his name is pronounced but he is his real name was well, mama call him is Collins Ayer Idahan Jr. <clears throat> He's from Houston. He has over half a million oh. subscribers on YouTube. Of course he does. And he is the black guy who loves guns and loves the NRA and loves the Second Amendment. And uh, he is that he's that token, you know, yeah. super gun nut. Right. And I say that because I know lots of black people really do love their guns, especially in the South and the Southwest. Hey. I grew up, you know, around people who hunted for food and or not like oh my god we need food so we going to hunt but like niggas just went deer hunting right it just was a thing that happened <laughs> and people had guns but this is different yes. having a youtube channel about it and marketing yourself as like the black guy who does this is different and trash but i have never needed to pay attention to this person until recently he um I, i'm really it's taken me a lot to say this out loud because i can't 
believe that this is happening. But right before the March for Our Lives um, whole thing happened on he or happened, he got on his NRA TV channel and said to all the kids from Parkland, getting ready to use your First Amendment to ta- to attack everyone else's Second Amendment at your march on Saturday. I wish a hero like Blaine Gaskill had been at Marjorie Douglas High School last month because your classmates would still be alive and no one would know your names because the media would have completely and utterly ignored your story the way they ignored this. Okay. So first of all, this was not completely and utterly ignored. The Blaine Gaskell story was on all the major news outlets. I'm not sure why you said that, but he was. (laughs) Blaine Gaskell is... um, he works for, I think, St. Mary's County. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a school in Maryland. And he actually did end up stopping a shooter. I think the young man had already shot his girlfriend, but, you know, he prevented something much worse from happening. And so this asshole decided to take it upon himself to be like, uh, well, nobody would know your names if your classmates were still alive and all this bullshit. Like, well, first of all, sir, antagonizing teenagers makes you look like a bitch. Like, it simply does. Like a large... <laughs> you just look like a little bitch. Pussy bitch. <laughs> like, Coming after kids is crazy. Secondly, I think... Now, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Portland students, but I feel like that is the point. <laughs> you know, not that they are... They weren't looking to be famous. They were not looking for attention. They certainly did not ask the universe when they woke up that day, please let there be a crazy gunman come into our school and shoot up, you know, our friends and, and all that and have people that we know and love die. That wasn't the point. These kids didn't want to be famous, but... I can't see how a grown person can take a look at the fact, the hold, hold, (laughs) the cold, hard reality of the situation is that our American kids are not even safe in school. None of them. Not from the richest and whitest to the poorest and blackest. They're not safe at school. And so for you to turn around and have an attitude with the kids for being like, hey, the grownups in charge should do something to protect us and not care more about guns than our fucking lives. And for you to be like, oh, well, nobody would even know who y'all were if not for this whole shooting in the first place. It's like, well, duh, bitch. We really wish there had not been a whole shooting in the first place so that nobody would know who the fuck we were because... Guns are not so ubiquitous in this country that shit like this happens all the time. There's so many school shootings, we don't even pay attention to all of them no more. True. If under a certain number of people are shot or died, it's like barely even a news story. You might get a couple of tweets or whatever about it. Like, it's not even a huge deal like it should be because it is absolutely absurd that children cannot be safe going to school every day. So, fuck that nigga. Colion Noir, who the fact that he does the fact that he does videos for NRA TV is all you need to know about him. But the fact that he then he turned around and said something so damn dumb behind it, like you really gonna come for these kids? And not even just it's not like it was a bunch of high school kids at this March for Our Lives. It was millions of people across the country, nigga. When I tell you they had Midtown Manhattan shut the fuck down, that's what they did. I went down there like a fool and could not. Traffic was so bad. The trains wasn't running. You couldn't get off nowhere. You couldn't do this or that because so many people are fed up with the fact that the government cares more about guns than they do about us. It's just stupid. And it's insane that it has gotten so bad that we are actually attacking children. Some congresswoman or state senator, somebody said, you know, it is just these kids. You expect me to pay attention to somebody who is playing video games and eating Doritos last week like 
Yes, if they know somebody else who was also playing video games and eating Doritos last week, and now that nigga not here no more because he got shot dead at school, girl. I do expect y'all to pay attention to that. Why are y'all acting like these kids are being unreasonable <laughs> for wanting to stay alive? God damn. It's ridiculous. It's just trash, so fuck that nigga. And also, the superintendent of uh, Blue Mountain School District in Shykill County, Pennsylvania. That sound like he need to get rid. This is so funny. They have been talking about, you know, school safety again has been a very big issue lately. His name is Dr. David Helsel. He was testifying Helsel. to the Helsel, mm. H-E-L-S-E-L. Don't mm. know what that is. Probably something white supremacy. Yeah, but the devil was involved. <laughs> he was testifying to the House Education Committee last week and said that their plan of defense is a five-gallon bucket of stones. This man said, this doctor said with a straight face, every classroom has been equipped with a five-gallon bucket of river stones. If an armed intruder attempts to gain entrance into any of our classrooms, they will face a room full of students armed with rocks, and they will be stoned. I just had the idea of river stone. laugh. I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny, but it is funny. It's this like is an episode of like Family Guy or something. Like, are y'all serious? It sounds like something Michael Scott would recommend. Yes! <laughs> or Dwight fucking Shrews. <laughs> hey, kids, I know that with these semi-automatic rifles, people can let off tons and tons of bullets within a couple of minutes but as long as everybody has a rock right here on their desk and it's ready you really expect children let me get this straight you really expect children to when when dealing with the threat of an active shooter to have the wits about them enough to go to this bucket this pail grab a rock and be prepared to fight And be prepared to defend themselves with these river stones against somebody with a rifle. Let's just start the Hunger Games. Is that what we're doing? Let's just just are we do we get districts? This just don't make no sense. Who loves the Hunger Games this much? This just does not make sense. First of all, it's not it's not feasible. That's not it's not (laughs) going to happen that way. If there is an active shooter, if that nigga but the first classroom that nigga busts into, nobody's gonna be thinking about. Get the rocks. Stones, right. The kids are not keeping a, stones on their desk and just like constantly vigilant like, I could be studying, I could be doing my worksheet right now, but I might have to it's throw this paperweight that also doubles as a weapon. Like, y'all are... This is what they're teaching these kids I'm and then blown. y'all are mad that the kids are turning around like, we need, be- no, we need better than this. This is absolutely total garbage trash i can't understand that somebody who is the superintendent of the school system actually was like i mean yeah we got you know doors and shit we got security (laughs) the kids go through alice that whole you know where the children learn how to Mm -hmm. react to active shooters and all this but it is really ridiculous to think that anybody is going to have the presence of mind to fight back with a bucket of stones <laughs> against bullets against bullets everybody's gonna be hysterical throwing the rocks if you even get to the rocks throwing them all crazy nobody and a nigga with a gun can take you out with a bullet before that rock even leaves his hand <laughs> just, before you eat before your mind goes to it's just get the rocks so fucking foolish and he did say you know the rocks are a last resort but <laughs> <sighs> They would have to be. The rocks are not a resort. <laughs> the rocks don't work, girl. <laughs> That's just not. This isn't David and Goliath. You're not going. 
you You're dumb. not going to be able to sling a rock and take down this. Foolish bitch. <laughs> fuck is wrong with these niggas are you kidding me oh god I just can't understand how the people in charge are so dumb and it makes me feel away because I remember being young and thinking wow what is wrong with adults but now I'm an adult and I'm I'm still like wow what is is wrong wrong with the rest of (laughs) y'all like what how are y'all y'all grew up and didn't you still what you just got dumber you just decided to be it was kind of opposite for me like as a kid I used to just think that like grown ups just kind of knew things and like figure stuff out and the president was like the smartest person on earth and like I was just completely like you know adults have it and then once I kind of grew up I was like oh y'all don't know anything about anything real quick but this level of like absurdity a river pale I'm sure you did this because it cost y'all what like you had to buy maybe 20 buckets and that was it so I just went down to the stream and filled them up with rocks. I'm, I'm sure you did this because it was cheap as fuck. But <laughs> if I was an educator or a staff member, every time I walked to that school and saw a bucket of rocks, <laughs> I would be disgusted. <laughs> what is that really going to do when you are staring down the barrel of a gun? I cannot believe this is real life. It just lets you know that the people in charge have... Not even just no experience, but they are just completely cut off from the realities of There's this no world. concern. There's no anything. This is just so fake. It's this just is just one trash. agenda. I don't get it. All of the time. And there's no, there's not even any like sense or like elegance in the way that they try to screw everyone over. It's just like, just say whatever dumb shit because they can't do anything. It's like, I read... I read the other day that Rick Santorum said, like, those kids' time would be better served if they were, like, taking CPR classes rather oh, than no. Mark. I was like, sweetie, have you, you heard of CPR? What, like, what is CPR do you know what CPR, CPR do when does? there's three bullets to your chest? <laughs> there's only so... CPR is if somebody's in the lunchroom, they horsing around, and they choke on a chicken tender. <laughs> you got a tater tot stuck just right there, and you need it out. Right. That is when you call on CPR. Like When everybody you know is pumped full of bullets, now is not the time to be like, oh, but that Red Cross training I have. I've got it. These are teenagers and small kids that you are talking about. <sighs> Expecting them to, first of all, react in a way that most adults would not react. Most adults are not going to have a clear head. About the situation. And then to turn around and face somebody with a gun like, but I got this rock though, my nigga. What you gonna do about my stone? What you gonna do about what you gonna do about many stones? This is limestone. (laughs) From the river. Limestone. I don't know. Wait, no. (laughs) I don't know a lot about geology, but I know limestones don't come from river. This is this is this is garnet. I don't know. (laughs) I just wanna hear you name different rocks now. This is sedimentary. Okay. You know what? And they probably are sedimentary. That's right. They probably are. And Rocks. they're still not a match for bullets. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, man. Who is in charge? This is insane. <laughs> this country is a fucking mess. And you would think that people who are riding gun dicks so hard would know that. Right. Like, what are what is a pail of river stones? <laughs> supposed to do in the presence of an assault rifle. Oh, Period. Not a goddamn Even thing. if the nigga with the gun was standing across from everybody with the gun, with the rocks, and they just said, go. Like, <laughs> you, What are your rocks gonna do to me? Okay, so a few of y'all actually hit me and I'm still gonna take... Like, these rocks are small enough for kids to hold them in one hand. They're not river boulders. Because <laughs> who the fuck has the strength for that? 
Yeah, white people are crazy, man. I am just, I'm They're so, their like, minds. it is just the fact that I am laughing so hard. Like, I really would expect this to be a storyline in a game or show or movie. But and it is real These life. are real people saying these things. Yes. I cannot imagine being 11 fucking years old, 10 years old, and feeling like at any moment somebody could come in here and kill me. And the grown-ups who are, in res- who are responsible <laughs> for making sure that I'm safe have suggested that I... I use a rock from the river to defend myself. <laughs> Let me tell you what. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to die throwing a rock at somebody. I won't do that. <laughs> not as a, a minor sitting in class trying to learn my times tables. <sighs> it's just it's just absurd. So um, that's all I have for this week. I just could not believe I that somebody who earned his PhD said that out loud. <laughs> I just cannot deal with that shit. Oh, my goodness. What is wrong with y'all? I can't imagine loving anything this much. Anything. You know how white people feel about their guns. It's numbing. And they love to act like it's about the military. Oh, well, if the government does something, I want to be prepared. Sis, do you have any idea what greater weapons the American military has? Not the kind at Walmart. Not the kind you can get at Walmart, girl. Whatever you have pales in comparison to what them niggas have. And if they want to take you out, they're going to do it, and it won't even be hard. (laughs) Huck will sneak in your house without you knowing, and you'll be dead before you wake up. (laughs) You just will never even know what happened. I'm actually kind of interested in all of the guns and weapons that them motherfuckers have compared to what it is that you're clutching to your fucking chest. I can't even believe that's something that anybody is really saying. Yeah, no, they really say that like them and they little stock pile of guns can do anything against the U.S. government that you do you know where you live (laughs) do you know do you understand anything about this country's presence in other countries like do you know of course they don't anything about America (laughs) you really don't no you really do not Not do you know what the vast majority of our government spending goes towards to just take a wild guess just like a shot in the dark shooting niggas (laughs) yes Shooting niggas and make sure, making sure trans people can't enroll in the mid. Oh, this fucking administration. Did you just, see these new rules of Trump's, this whole trans people not. He brought it up before and then the courts were like, no. And now he's trying to remix it slightly to be like, I don't know what the specifications are exactly. I, I think didn't hear about it again. Maybe people who are actively transitioning something like I don't know I don't I just started exactly willfully going and reading the news again like maybe a week or so I mean, ago. That's real. That's real. But I, most most headlines that have to do with this administration, I'm just like, oh, God, take it away. Just but get it out of my face. It is just really wretched. And again, <laughs> the other day I went to CNN and it was just like literally half the page was just a column and every headline said Stormy Daniels. <laughs> and I was just like, OK, like, all right. I mean, because we I think we all know Stormy has a DVD out there. Of course. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just a matter of time before it hits the Internet. Russia's got it, too. The, when old boy asked her straight out, like, do you have photos or videos that you didn't turn over? And she was like, I've been advised not to answer that question. I was like, oh, shit. Well, <laughs> that is a yes. <laughs> and her, the fact that her attorney on TV and on the Internet is constantly like, my client, my client's telling the truth. We have proof. <laughs> we have proof and we're waiting for it. And she's telling the truth. And that is the one thing Trump will not angrily tweet about. He'll, you know, say something mm-hmm. vague about fake news and mm-hmm. send a message through Sarah Sanders' lying ass talking about 
Oh, the president doesn't recall any of that. He knows good and damn well of what he, he did does. with that girl. He knows good and damn well. And he knows that him and his goons, she called them, he called them thugs. I said, oh, yes, white thugs. Yes, God, <laughs> use this word against them. Y'all know good and damn well y'all threatened that lady and her baby behind this Trump bullshit. So I'm just waiting for it all. To, it just has to come soon, Lord. Please, Jesus. Just please. Huh, but anyway, that is my read for this week. That wraps up this week's episode. Check us out at thisistheread.com and on social at this is the read congratulations again to Asante for his Yay! debut solo show if I were a rapper it was so fun it sorry really to was fun. Uh, everybody that I was drunk around oh my gosh that, that made it day. so much more fun <laughs> I don't even remember what I did I just woke up the next day and there was a hamburger on my couch and I was like what happened <laughs> those are the best next days <laughs> like not in the moment but in hindsight I was like what <laughs> I have absolutely woken up with like like half a piece of chicken like yeah. on my chest. I'm just like, oh, okay. There was just a burger in a box in a bag on my couch, and I was like, when did I? When did I order this? When did I take this? I never ate it. I don't. <laughs> the Hennessy man, the Hennessy. Yes, congratulations to Asante. Oh. If you didn't make it to If I Were a Rapper, you actually missed a hell of a lot of fun. So I'm fun. very, very proud of him, and I can't wait to see the growth of it. It was lots it was of great. A great time. Great times. Um, do we have announcements? We do have announcements. Do you see them? Or? Oh, yes, I do. Okay. So, um, our Boston show is coming up. April 7th, uh, we will be having a pop-up shop with lots of our new merch mm-hmm. um, on April 7th from 1 to 4, so just before the show, and it is at 171 Newbury Street. It will be hosted by Asante, um, and there are still tickets available for the show if you don't have them already at thereadlive.com, so make sure that you do both of those things if you're in or around the Boston area and you want to come and hang out and be ghetto with us. Yes, it's fun. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any other announcements this week, and I do not think that I do. I will be at the Getting Grown show coming up uh, in April, but more details about that later. Yes, I will too. Okay, fun, fun, fun. Do you have any other news this week? Do we have an acronym? I don't have any news or an ac. Well, this is my acronym. Okay. Mm-mm, it's not an acronym. Really? The alphabet is not an acronym. It isn't. But, but that was just fine. Classic Negroness. <laughs> Sway, the remix god, whatever his <laughs> name is. Thank you for all that you do. All right, guys, we will see you next week. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.